Today's episode is brought to you by Artifact. Artifact sets you up with one of their professional interviewers to capture stories about important people or things in life. Think about it like your favorite podcast, but about whatever you want. You can do things like have them interview your parents about what their lives were like before you were born, or as a birthday gift for your significant other, you can have them interview close friends about her and the importance of their relationships. There are tons of ways to use Artifact. You like podcasts, and I know that because you're listening to this podcast. So if you ever wanted to make an episode about something or someone in your own life, this is your chance to do it. I use Artifact to capture the story of my donation of my kidney to my father-in-law. And here is a quick snippet of that here. I remember she's cooking in the kitchen. I walk in and say, hey, I need to, I need to tell you something. I just said I've been tested to give a kidney and uh, I'm a match for your dad. And so I, I would like to do that. And so she just, she's broke down and was crying. And um, I called Dave and asked him if he'd come over and he came over and I just went out and sat with him in his truck and just said, Hey, I have some news. And I, I told him about it and he, he just kept, he just kept saying, are you sure? And to really get what this is all about, you need to listen to my episode, and you can do that at heyartifact forward slash Andrew. You can do that at heyartifact slash Andrew, and the link is also listed in the show notes. Here's how I did it. Step one is I went to heyartifact.com and told them a few basic things about what I wanted my artifact to be about. Step two, I answered a few pre-interview questions and scheduled my interview. The whole thing only took a few minutes. And then step three, my interview took place. It was about 30 minutes long. It was very easy, very casual. Uh, actually, really kind of a fun process. And so from there, Artifact's professional editors and sound engineers take care of the edit. And the final product was great. You can listen for yourself, again, at heyartifact.com Andrew. See great examples of how people are using Artifact and start your own at heyartifact.com. And again, you can listen to mine at heyartifact.com slash Andrew. You can get 40% off by using the code DUNK. Again, that promo code is DUNK. To give somebody just a very unique and special gift, go to heyartifact.com. I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm going solo today. Just going to answer some questions here as they pop up on the live stream and then on Twitter. So thanks so much for following along. And let's get into the questions. Here we go. So this is from at Warner West 2. If OKC can only choose between a ball-dominant point guard or a defensive big at their draft spot, which would you prefer they take? Any options in particular that fit these molds that you would want, besides the obvious ball and a Kongwu? So let's go to the big board from the draft man, Sam Fasini. This is on The Athletic. Uh, by the way, as we scroll down, you can get The Athletic for $1 a month if you go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk. So here's about the spot you can start looking. 
And one guy that that I that I've liked, I don't know that McKelly likes him quite as much as I do. But Tyrese Maxey is a guy that could slide. He was thought to be more of a lottery pick initially, but he's not a great shooter. He's a little homie esque, but he's a better hand, he can handle the ball a little bit better. But he's super duper raw. He played at Kentucky, but he's 19 years old. He's six foot three, or yeah, six foot three with six foot wingspan. I kind of like him. I kind of like his tenacity, and so he's got to work on his shooting. He's, he's a very Sam player because he's got to work on his shooting. But I I like Tyrese Maxey. So if he's a guy that falls, I really like him. Um, Precious Achua at Memphis is interesting. He's got a nice skill set. And he's big. He can play the forward position. Could probably play a little bit of small ball five. And so he's interesting to me. Isaiah Stewart, not as much. Kind of ground bound. He's kind of like a mini perk. He's got a 7-4 wingspan though, so he's got a little bit longer arms. Uh, so that's not really a guy that I like. Grant Riller is an interesting player. He's a guy that I feel like Sam would never, ever, ever, ever take because he's old. He's 23 years old. He's six foot three. He's a guard. But man, this guy can just flat out score. And so if you're looking for somebody that can just put up points, Grant Riller is super duper interesting. So as far as somebody that kind of fits that mold, back to the question. And so the question is a ball dominant point guard or a defensive big. Like, I don't know that that's at this point in the draft that you're getting either one of those. I mean, Isaiah Stewart's a defensive big, but that's not exactly the guy you'd want. Um, Cause he's not, he's not a modern player. He is young, which is good. That's the same thing, but he's not, oh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Oh my goodness. Okay. I muted myself. Uh, but another player that I really like Jalen Smith out of Maryland is very interesting. 20 years old, six ten, can shoot it. He's kind of, he's a, he's really more of a forward. I think that he's a little skinny to play center, but he could grow into it. He's a guy that's a little underrated in this draft. So I'd look at Jalen Smith as a guy that could that would be a kind of a steal of this draft. And then obviously you have guys like RJ Hampton or if they fell or Trey Jones, if he fell or Tyrese Maxey, if he fell, those guys to me are, are guys that I think will make it in the league. Um, and then if you just want a fun summer league team, you take Grant Riller for sure. So. Oh, sneezy today. Very sneezy. Uh, let's see. Let me go to the chat real quick. See if there's anything on here. God, please not another non shooter. Oh my goodness. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate you. Uh, this is the podcast for today if you're in the chat. So, um, but yeah, good question. There's, there's some, there's some gems. There's going to be some hidden gems in the back of this draft. Uh, Josh green is another one. Same as low on him, but I think that he'll go closer to the lottery. But he's another interesting player that I think the Thunder will take a look at because he's more he's a, he is a three and D type of guy. Uh, let's see at J two C nine. How many picks or assets would you want for Horford Harris for CP three and a sign and trade for Gallo? Oh boy, I want a lot. <laughs> let's let's go to the trade machine to find out why. Because. There, you would need a lot. I mean, you would be doing Philly a massive, massive favor. 
So let's go. Let's go to the trade machine for the Thunder and the Sixers. So Chris Paul to the Sixers. Gallinari has got a giant cap hold, $33.9 million cap hold. Um, but then you, like Tobias Harris, here's the reason why you don't really want to do this if you're OKC. Because Tobias Harris and Al Horford, that's just a lot of years for Tobias Harris. Al Horford's third year is partially non-guaranteed, so I don't mind the Horford deal. What I do mind is the Tobias Harris deal. Four years, $34 million. He's definitely a good player. He's a guy that will come in and score 20-plus points. If you can't get rid of Steven, if you can't trade Schroeder for value, then like you have this team. Like That team's fine. That team probably fights for the eighth seed, doesn't make it, but fights for it. I don't like that. I don't want that. Don't, don't give me that. I mean, you would have to demand... I mean, from the Sixers, you have to say, yeah, you have to give us Matisse, too. And Zaire. Just, you you have to. And you're going to have to give us probably three first-round picks, maybe four. It's just, I just don't think that you can strike a deal that makes sense for both teams in, in that big of a capacity. Now, a deal where you only get Al Horford back? Sure. I, I wouldn't touch Tobias's contract. I just really wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I would. I don't like the length of it. I don't like that he's still a good player that can help for a while. He's still only 28 years old. I don't like it. I don't like it. I just don't think that you can get there. To me, it doesn't make sense, and that probably means that they probably do it. <laughs> but I don't. I personally don't like the idea. Uh, any realistic trades to get Dennis to Boston to bolster their underwhelming bench? They do have an underwhelming bench. This is true. So we can go th- through a couple of Boston trades if you guys would like. I kind of I posed this on the basketball buds yesterday. Gordon Hayward for Steven Adams. And then let's take a look at the picks that they have available to them. So the 14th pick in the draft to take on Gordon Hayward. The problem is that Gordon Hayward might have more value than Steven because um, he's he's got... The, well, I guess Steven's got the expiring contract too. So maybe not. Maybe it's the same value. It actually saves Boston some money and helps them quite a bit. And I know that some people are down on Steven Adams. Fine. I think he'd be extremely helpful. Extremely helpful to, to the Celtics. And I think getting him in a system like Boston's, getting him surrounded with players like this, like the Jalen Browns, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum. I I think he would thrive. I think he would thrive with that group, and I think he fits really well with them. And it puts him in a spot where he could go win a title. I mean, that team could win a title. They really could. And then if they reunite Ennis, you get the Stash Bros in Boston. But I, I like the idea of that. And then they would have to attach an asset for Hayward. And so I don't know what future pick they'd be willing to surrender. They've got all of them. But if you just said, give us a lottery protected 2022 pick. So protected in the lottery. I think to me, that makes a ton of sense for both teams. I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, as far as Dennis Schroeder goes, and I don't, 
I don't want, I don't like the idea of getting rid of Steven Adams in particular. I'm just trying to think of what does Boston need? How do they upgrade? Like if you could pick something from the Thunder roster to upgrade, that's not Shea, what would it be? I think it's, I mean, to me, it's Steven, but if you could bring Dennis off the bench to the Celtics, $15 million, they're not giving us Marcus smart as much as we would want him. Uh, Ennis has a player option. He'll probably pick it up. You can come back. Uh, Vincent Poirier, whose nickname is Vinny Sexpants, if you didn't know that. I'd like that. And, I mean, if you've been following me for any length of time, I mean, you know how much I love Grant Williams. I don't think we're getting Grant Williams. I don't think we're getting the Time Lord Robert Williams either. Brad Wanamaker played a ton for them. Shimmy Ojale. Fred really likes Shimmy Ojale. Fred Katz did. Tremont Waters, blah. Taco Fall is fun, but you can't. You can't get Taco. He's untouchable. Carson Edwards was really good in the summer league. Javante Green can really jump. I just, and I don't, are they going to surrender a first-round pick? You just can't get, I just, money-wise, I just don't know how you get there. Tice is too important to them. I just don't know how you get there. Romeo Langford, would you do Romeo Langford instead of a pick? Does that get us there? Does that get us close? It doesn't. It's failed. Failure. I don't know if we can get Dennis there. I don't know that we can do make a deal that makes sense for Dennis there, but it's a good idea. They do need somebody off their bench for sure. They really do. Okay, next question from at I'm a so wants to know it's reported Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner. Whoops, Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner both went out. Where could you see them going? So if this is true, and I haven't I haven't been hip to this hoop rumor. Uh, the Celtics are another land, are a landing spot that kind of makes sense for for Miles Turner if they could make a deal that involved Hayward and draft picks. Hayward's he's an indie guy. He lives in Indiana. They like their hometown boys. Allows you to slide Domas to the four or to the five. You can start Gordon at the four. Very versatile. Very passy. Get him more shooting out there. I know Miles Turner is a good shooter too. You got to add more salary here. Do they want a known loser in TJ Warren? You could maybe send Jeremy Lamb there. Oh, Doug McDermott. Can we send him away from the Pacers? I don't know. He's very much a Pacer. Uh, so Jeremy Lamb back there. I think this this probably gets us there. And then you would think Boston's got to send another pick, right? I mean, what if they sent the 14th pick in the draft over in this deal? Draft night deal. Boston. Pacers. The Pacers can get another young player. I kind of like that too. I think Boston just needs a big, right? They need a better big. They got to the end of their end of their season, and Daniel Tice was just getting absolutely destroyed, absolutely destroyed. So I kind of like the Pacers uh, getting Gordon Hayward. He's got it one year left on his deal. If he's still good, he can re-sign him. I kind of like that. Other places for Turner. I mean, Milwaukee, I like the idea of that because I think that he fits well with Giannis. He's young. He's, he's not the guy that's going to be your game changer. Um, and I don't know what assets, like, you, I don't think you want to give a DiVincenzo for that. Maybe you, maybe you would. I don't, I don't think the Pacers are chomping at the bit to get DJ Wilson. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything there, but I do like the idea of him playing there, but I don't know what the deal would be. 
And then you're looking for what teams need a big, what teams are needing Miles Turner. Victor Oladipo is just an interesting case. I don't, I don't know if you're the I think if you're the Pacers, you got to try to convince him to stay, right? You have a replacement for for Turner with Delmas, who is an All Star, so it makes sense to try to offload him and get something in return. But I just don't know. I don't know if you can trade Vic. I think I think you try to make it work with Vic. But Miles Turner, I think that you could deal him. Golden State, Miles Turner, Golden State. You is the number two pick. Is that way too much to give up for Miles Turner? I mean, I think the answer is certainly yes. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> that's way too much. Can the Pacers sweeten this deal enough to get Miles Turner? I don't know. I'd like to try. I'd like to see if we can get there. So we have Miles Turner. million. Great contract, right? That's a great contract. Can we do it? And the number two pick back. So Andrew Wiggins, the number two pick for Miles Turner, Doug McDermott. You take the money of Andrew Wiggins, you get Miles Turner, a big, a stretch big to play next to Draymond Green, the perfect player for him to play next to Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Miles Turner. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. So, to me, that makes some sense. And then if you're the Pacers, you get a shot at a top five pick. You have Andrew Wiggins on your team, which is something that I wouldn't want to have on my team. So, uh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins just isn't good. I agree. Got some commenters here. (laughs) Totally agree. Not good. Not a player you want on your team. Okay. We started with 22 teams heading down to Orlando, and now we are down to the final two. That's right, basketball's final two teams are set to square off to see who will be crowned basketball's champion. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate basketball's championship, DraftKings will have millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs all week long. So get in on all the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick six players, stand to the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. No better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete at a shot for millions of dollars. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. We'll go to the next question from Ben Elephant King. Why doesn't Presti just use the Miami blueprint and build the championship championship team without going through the misery of tanking? Oh boy, it would be great, wouldn't it? You just sit there, you sign terrible deals, and then somehow, like, you sign Dion to this massive deal. You sign Tyler Johnson to this massive deal. You sign Hassan Whiteside to this massive deal, and you're just sitting there. Okay. And then 
you dra- you're drafting late in the lottery because your team is like mediocre to sucky. And then you draft the right guys. Great. That's all the credit to them for drafting the right guys. But then Jimmy, you you just whisper in Jimmy Butler's ear, hey, we would like you, we're coming after you. You know, the Thunder whispered at any of these players' ears and said, we're coming after you. They just laugh. Or they pretend that they didn't hear it. Miami can do that. And they say, great. I'd love to play in Miami. That would be wonderful. So you can't, this is just not a comp. There's people all over Twitter today. Oh, what a, what a wonderful job. They didn't even have to tank. They didn't even have to tank to do this. What I hate tanking. Tanking, as if tanking is, I mean, this is not a, an issue of, this is not good or bad. This is just like, it is what it is, right? The system is what it is. It was created, and the only way that these small markets can get the best players is through the draft or through trade. And we've seen that once you get guys that are eligible for trade or that want to be traded, their contracts are usually toward the end of their life or they're on their second deal or they're older and they're really wanting to push for a championship and your window is just very, very narrow. And so you could do what the Thunder did and they traded for Paul George and they got Carmelo Anthony and they were, yeah, they were ready to go. The team wasn't very good, but they sure pushed for it and they sure tried via trade. And there will be time, there will be a time where the Thunder will push via trade to try to win a title. That will happen. That's, the time is not now. This team couldn't get out of the first round. They came very close. They were a Lou Dort three away from getting there. But as we saw, the Rockets got pummeled once they got to round two. So they're going to push for the draft. And I know t- tanking is not fun. <laughs> it's, it's not. And it's not really like no one is like pumped about like the idea of tanking. The idea that you can get a championship team out of it later is exciting. The idea that you're doing it the right way, because I believe it's the right way. The right way isn't always the easiest way or the most fun way. But I think I think that's the way it's going to go. So, all right. At Fluky, with the reports that Cat perhaps wants out of Minnesota, should Presty make an offer? So, this is... This is a, a difficult situation. Uh, Towns is is an interesting player. He's a very, very, very good player. Now, if the Thunder make a trade for Towns, wh- one, what is it going to be? What are the Timberwolves asking for? I mean, the Timberwolves want to be relevant, right? And here's the, here's the number one reason that they're not dealing Towns this year. Look at this number right here. The number is four. And the word after it is years. He's got four years left on his deal. You say, listen, dude, chill. We just got D'Angelo Russell. That's your guy. You want to play with them. Now, we don't have a lot. <laughs> we don't have a lot else. We, we are hoping Jared Culver will develop. We are hoping Wancho can play. We are hoping that Malik Beasley can get his legal act together and, and play like he did at the end of the season. We're hoping Josh Okoji can make a, a leap. We're hoping we can draft the right guy in this upcoming draft. And we're sure going to try to be good again. Now, if the Thunder want him, but if you're the Timberwolves, like the first question you're asking is Shea, right? 
And if you're the Thunder, you say no. And then if you're the Wolves, you say, okay, no thanks. I mean, they can offer up picks. If your Minnesota picks haven't done you so much good. Uh, I just don't know if there's a deal to be had here that that vaults the Thunder into where they want to be. Plus, gets the Timberwolves what they want. And, and if I'm the Wolves, like, what do you want? You're going to go back and tank again? I mean, you have to keep you have to keep trying with Towns. You just have to. And maybe he does want out, but you have to keep trying. And if you're the Thunder, is Towns a number one guy? I think it's a question that I don't know the answer to. It could be yes. It could be no. I don't know. I don't know. He's been in a crappy organization. They're trying to get their act together. So, I would say as of today, no. And I and I don't expect them to. Uh, let's see. Oh, Matt. Matt Edson Cooper wants to know what is your go-to Andy's order, and why is it the pumpkin pie concrete? Huge fan of the pumpkin pie concrete over here. It's very good. I Andy's used to be a sponsor of our show, which was a wonderful time. They used to send me all these little cards for free uh, Andes, and it was de- delicious, and I miss it badly because Andes is very expensive, but their uh, their pumpkin pie concrete is unreal. Uh, just like their, their standard Oreo concrete, also very, very good. Uh, but man, any anything, they had this one called the Boot Daddy, and the Boot Daddy's got, it's like vanilla frozen custard, Oreos, um, hot fudge, and melted caramel. It's really very good. So that's that's probably my go-to uh, outside of the seasonal pumpkin pie concrete. Uh, let's see. How many draft picks in OKC realistically get in this draft? They got one, right? Go back to Sam's Big Board. Remember, go to theathletic.com slash down and dunk to get a $1 subscription per month. It's great. Realistically, maybe one other pick, right? I mean, maybe they can trade Schroeder and get a pick. Maybe they can trade Steven and get a pick. Maybe Chris Paul is in this draft and you get the Knicks pick, which would be great. And you can draft at eight and you hope Devin Vassell is there. You hope that somebody messes up and doesn't take Anyaka Okongwu. You hope somebody messes up and takes doesn't take Tyrese Halliburton. Maybe people get scared of James Wiseman. He drops. That would be great. Love to have a James Wiseman. Love to see what he can do as a developmental piece. Great tanking player. If you're in the mood for some tanking, James Wiseman is perfect for tanking. So probably one other is all you can expect. I I, I don't know that it's really possible to get like several picks in this draft. I don't know if the Thunder are really even aiming for this particular draft. Maybe they're aiming for a lottery pick and there's one guy they really like, so they'll take him. But I I don't know if you can realistically get a ton more. So uh, let's see. Let's go to the comments over here. Could we trade Dennis to Minnesota? They could use talent like that. I just don't know. Like, do you want Dennis Schroeder? Do you want Dennis Schroeder on that team? I mean, they, they need a lot. I just don't know if I like the Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell pairing all that much. Russell is a little bit bigger. I don't know. What do you do to get... I don't know. I <laughs> I honestly feel so bad for Minnesota fans now looking at this. Because 
you just look at the West. It is brutal. It is so brutal. Actually, if you're a fringe team in either conference, it's brutal. Now, let's just walk through it. I was actually on the phone with Fred Katz just a few minutes ago talking about this, uh, about the East, because we were talking about a Chris Paul to the Knicks trade that it's it seems like a good fit. It seems like it could happen. Great. And I made the offhand comment, yeah, I think they can make the playoffs with Chris. He's like, I don't know. So, like, here are the locks in the East to, to get into the playoffs. Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Indiana, Miami, Brooklyn, and Philly, right? It would be weird if one of those teams missed. You got one spot left. You got one. And Orlando is still all right. And the Wizards are trying to be all right. And the, the Billy Donovan Bulls want to make the playoffs. You got one spot for the Magic, Wizards, Bulls, Knicks. The Pistons would love to be in the playoffs. The Hawks and Cavs don't care. This is also illustrating to me like what a great year <laughs> to try to tank and get the number one pick it is. Obviously, you don't tank for the number one pick. You tank for multiple lottery balls. I get that, but still. And then the West. Shoot, man. If you're Minnesota, you're just kind of screwed, right? Nuggets are making it. Clippers, Lakers making it. Rockets are making it. Jazz are making it. Mavericks are making it for sure. Trailblazers, as long as they can stay healthy, they'll make it. That's one spot left that OKC is likely not going to be there because they're likely not going to uh, be trying to make the playoffs. And so they ain't no bubble suns want to make it. The Spurs are not going to be terrible. The Kings want to make it. The Pelicans, my goodness, the Pelicans want to make it. The Warriors, there's your spot. That's it. No, it's over. I had to scroll all the way down. That's it. It's over. It's over, guys. I'm sure sorry to everybody, but uh, all the eight spots are gone. And it doesn't include the Timberwolves. And I didn't even include the Pelicans or the Kings or the Suns or the Grizzlies. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a rough year. It's going to be a rough year in the West if you want to make the playoffs. It's going to be rugged. Rugged. Uh, Robert Love Lovelick Ten wants to know if I really think that we can get the eighth pick for Chris Paul. I don't know. The Knicks are the Knicks of the Knicks. I know they've got new management. They're still the Knicks. They're still owned by James Dolan. And this is Sam Presti dealing with a James Dolan-owned team. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you'd rather push for a for a pick that's in the future as well. It's uh should be fun. Sam with all these assets and like nothing to lose and just sitting out there just like whatever comes in and honestly like the I mean I think a part of the leverage will be Thunder will say we we can run this back right we can run this back and I honestly it it is so true that they could like they honestly could they could totally run it back and I don't think that they would bat an eye at that now, I feel like now is the time to trade him. But if he stays healthy for another year, the Thunder do make the playoffs. Great. He's on an expiring contract then. That's a, that's, now that's a great deal because then you could have him for just one year, re-sign him, and you get Chris Paul for pennies then. So I, I just I, I don't think it's out of the question that Chris Paul just comes back. 
and you just try again and you wait. I don't want them to do that because the 2021 draft is good and you should want to get a good player in that draft. And this draft is kind of blah. And so I just feel like everything aligned perfectly to tank next year. The Thunder had a good enough year to trade these guys. So to me, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's see if there's any more questions via Twitter. And if not, we'll just we'll sign off. We'll sign off here. Oh, we've got a lot. Okay, so let's see. What good does the draft combine really do? This is at, from at OKC Mift. Is it really that telling how good a player might be? Any examples? So, yeah, I think that the Combine was a place where Darius Baisley got noticed. Not only by the Thunder, but by other teams. Where it's like, oh, okay, this guy might be a first-round pick. Look what, look at his skill set. Look what he can do. I think that guys that have grown, a guy like physically have grown. <laughs> also, like maybe emotionally, too. Like they have a chance to showcase that as well. Um, but, yeah, guy, guys that are fighting for positioning as well. So if you're a guy that's late lottery, you want to push into the top 10, it's an opportunity to do that. Uh, but if you're, I mean, if you're at the top already, if you're, I don't understand LaMelo Ball going because I think that he's already going to be a top five pick. In this draft, if you're locked in the top five, I wouldn't go. Anthony Edwards, don't go. My goodness, don't go. If Anthony Edwards shows up and he can't shoot, he's going to fall. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin can't move laterally. Boy, don't go. You did enough at Dayton. James Wiseman, still a mystery man. We know his measurables. 7'1", 7'6", wingspan, has tools to become an awesome two-way player. Don't go, James. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, guys that may have something, like Kira Lewis Jr. could have something to gain from it because he's, he's ninth here in Sam's rankings, but he may not go in the lottery. So he should go. Uh, Sadiq Bey, I think, could really benefit. I think that guy is underrated still to today. Uh, Patrick Williams, I think he should go. I think he didn't show enough at Florida State. I think he should go. I think he could do something. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's just falling. So Go, Cole. Go. Shoot the lights out. Maybe you could get somebody to, to take a bite be, just because... You shoot the lights out in the combine. That's possible. There's, I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think that guys that are kind of in the middle to the late uh, first round can benefit. And then certainly guys in the second round. Like these guys are fighting to get a spot. And so these guys have to go to try to stand out. They have to. And so top guys, don't do it. Don't go. They're only going to show your weaknesses. They all—they already think you're amazing, right? Nyeko Kongwu, don't go. Don't go. These other guys, the guys toward the end of the draft, though, if you're trying to trying to show out, do it. Do your workouts, do combine, do it. Because you you could be about the draft boards because of that. So, uh, thanks for listening to our show. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K Schlex. You can follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five-star iTunes review. If you're listening to the podcast, not watching live on the stream, you can find us on YouTube. Search Down to Dunk. You can also find us on Twitter as well, on Periscope. So if you want to go back and watch, you can. 
Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.